Welcome to another episode of Lonely Town, a Killers podcast with Derek and Jimmy. Today, we have a special guest who Brandon Flowers called King James and the Golden Boy. Today, we have James, who's a 13-year-old from Australia who was able to drum with, with the Killers a few months ago. James, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. Uh, lovely to be here. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on with us. We, we've we been able to see the recording of, of your performance and... You know, we've we've talked to some other drummers on other episodes, but think, uh, well, part of the reason yours is unique is first because you're from Australia and we haven't had a guest from Australia yet. And also because, I don't know, you must be the, the youngest drummer. I don't know of any others that. Yeah, I think I think I am actually. Yeah, yeah it'd be hard, hard to have younger than 13. So that was an amazing performance. And we'll, we'll post a link to your video uh, for anybody that can that wants to see it. But. Uh, we just want to start out by, if you can tell us about how you got into drumming, how did you prepare for this? How, I mean, we just see it when you get up there, but there's a lot of preparation that has to go into being ready for that kind of an opportunity. What what did you do to get ready for that? Well, uh, to get ready for it, it was my dad who told me probably two weeks before the concert saying, because I was just going to go there with my friend, like, oh yeah, Killers concert. But then dad was like, Hey, you know, he showed me the video of uh, Tony, I think in 2018, who was the, one of the other drummers. And he was like, you should try this. And I was like, oh, that's a bit scary. <laughs> I'm not sure. But then uh, we just went through with it. He was like, all right, practice the song. I knew the song mostly, but I just needed to get it like over and over again. So I was like every night playing it on loop the whole night. So it was stuck in my head. And then, um, yeah, I, I played it on the drums and I played it along with Tony's recording and it took about a week to get that done. And then we had to get the sign done. Uh, thanks to my sister, Jackie, she made the sign look very cool with the blue paper. So it would stand out. And then, well, yeah, I went up, put it up, boom. <laughs> so how long have you been drumming uh since i was or well, drumming since four pots and pans since three <laughs> <laughs> wow well so you only practiced that for for a couple of months then for the killers uh probably even less maybe but i don't want to flex it was like week and a half maybe yeah well it was amazing. I had a few people tell me I need to watch your video specifically and said, did you see this kid, a uh, 13-year-old that went up and drummed with him and how how great you did? Uh, for a couple of weeks, some of the other drummers that we've talked to, I mean, they were practicing for years hoping to have this opportunity. So uh, I think you might have a career ahead of you if that's uh, oh, maybe. You want to go I so. <laughs> uh, so how long have you been a Killers fan for? Uh, well... Probably started when I was around six, I'd say, because dad, uh, I was into like the Black Keys when I was like really young, so three, and dad took me to like all the concerts and stuff. And then 
he was like, all right, let's change some stuff up. You're not going to listen to Black Keys for your whole your, for your whole life. So he played Mr. Brightside in the car. I loved that. So then, uh, well, that was really the only song I knew. So then he took me to uh, one of their concerts in 2018 when I was eight. And that was after a, a long day at school. So then uh, I think I missed half the songs because I was asleep, <laughs> which was funny. But then I got back up for Mr. Brightside. So that was fun. <laughs> and then uh, I listened to some of the other albums in like the next few years. And then, and then I just saw Tony on YouTube and then I was like, yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> so what was the game plan? You had your sister help you with the sign. You'd watch the, uh, the clip online with Tony. How did you find your spot and how did it all go down? Well, um, so it, it was at, um, Mount Denied estate, which is in Geelong, which is like around probably 80 Ks Southwest of Melbourne. So it was a, it was like a hour and a half drive to get there. And then we we got like into uh probably the last support act. So some of the crowd was still filled up, but we managed to get a spot just like over to the right, but still in the mosh. And it was well me and my friend we we are kind of short in that crowd, so we um some people offered for us to go in front and separate us from some of the adults, which was kind of dangerous, but we still did it. We got through, and then uh, I heard like the you know like before reasons unknown, it's like the bass where you go dun dun dun. Yeah, I was Maui, who's my friend, was just looking at me like because he hasn't been to a Killers concert before. He looked at me and was like what's this? This doesn't sound like a song. And I'm like, oh, this is it. Get the sign out. Get the sign out. We're going to put this up. And then, uh, yeah, everything went down on video. <laughs> so Brendan's the way he picks somebody is largely based on the sign and usually ask, you know, where you're from to make sure you're a local drummer. He, this sounds like this time there was somebody else you were competing with. Did you see any of the other signs? Uh, yeah, there was one other sign. I actually managed to get contact with them a few days later and they were like, okay, let, we'll, we'll try again at the, um, there was a Melbourne concert a few days later, but I didn't see them play, which was sad, oh, but, um, okay. yeah, at the Geelong show, I saw their sign on the, on the big screen. I was like, oh no, please, please <laughs> don't ruin it now. But it was, their sign was, I, I couldn't really see what it was, but it, it was a bit ripped in half, I think, I believe. But then uh, Brandon started asking me questions, and I'm like, yeah, this is my time. <laughs> <laughs> so you, was... get, you get called up and you get up there. Uh, does Brandon say anything to you, or do you just go back on the kit and uh, go to work? Uh, so to I walked up. It was like down the side in the dark so the security guard had to get a flashlight and i had to follow him and then i go up and brandon comes up to me i give him a big hug <laughs> because what's well, brandon flowers and then uh, he says uh what's your name uh yeah so he said what's your name he said um how long have you been playing and then he said do you know the song and i'm like i know it just to be safe, I said, 
Well, I mostly know it just in case I muck up and I say, oh, I knew all of it. But yeah, I said, I mostly, I know most of it. And he said, well, you better know all of it. So <laughs> and he's, and he pushes me over to Ronnie. And I give him a handshake and I go up and then I play. Did Ronnie have any, look like Ronnie had talked to you a little bit. Did he have any advice for you? Yeah, he said, um, well, he just said hello. And then he said, just keep it simple. So I tried to go along that guideline. <laughs> I was very impressed by your your performance. Mm. Seemed like you were pretty comfortable up there. How what was the experience like when you got up there and the lights were on you? It was I think in my opinion it was very scary walking up to it, but once I was playing, I wasn't really that scared cuz cuz I was just focusing on the drums. I couldn't see any of the crowd. Because I think if you look in some of like the photographs, you can't see anyone past the light box. So it feels like uh, a lot smaller crowd. And it was, it felt a lot easier than 20,000 people when you can only see probably like 2,000-ish. Did you end up playing exactly how you had practiced or did you improvise at all? I improvised some of the fills, but most of them were um, the same as how I played it. And then afterwards, uh, looks like Ronnie came up to you. Brandon came up to you. You got your your picture. Did they have any words at that point for you afterwards? Oh, he said um, he was just like, good job. Um, that was great. And then uh, he was like, do you want to get a selfie? And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so my hand is like shaking down to my pocket <laughs> to grab it out. And I'm like, you know, I couldn't even like. I couldn't even force a smile. It was just straight smile. Oh my god! <laughs> then uh, it looked like you got the drum, the drumsticks. You go back to your seat. What uh, What did your friend say once you got back in the in the crowd with him? Uh, well, well I got the drumsticks. Someone new here. Here it is. Um, yeah, I got the drumsticks. Yeah, the twenty cool. These are the ones I played with. Yes, yeah, so I. I we well, went back down the same way I got up. And then uh, he lifted me over the fence, but I couldn't see my friends anymore. <laughs> so, so then uh, my friend's mom was like, it was uh, she was like reaching her arm through, and you could just see her arm. So I like grabbed the arm and then pulled, and then yeah, I met back up, and then I showed him the sticks, and I'm like, oh my god, you got the sticks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So were you the the cool kid? It's uh, I guess you're not in school uh, right now. You're on a break. Uh, or were you at the time? Well, the what was a bit of a bummer was that the second the concert happened, that was a few days after school had ended, so I couldn't like show off or anything. But it <laughs> got on it got on my school's Instagram, and I was getting like emails from all the teachers like, "Oh my god, you played with the Killers!" And I was like. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, no biggie. <laughs> so school school starts in like two days. So you just walk around with those uh with those drumsticks and yeah uh, that picture that selfie on your phone. <laughs> yeah, they ask you what you did over the break. I think you'll have the best story. Yeah, uh, uh, there actually was one of the comments that was like, um, well now he has a good response to like one fact about me or like two truths and a lie. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I heard to top that one. What what other response did you get after the concert? Did you sometimes we've had, you know, local news stations or 
newspapers or anything like that? Did you get anybody else reach out to you wanting to ask you about your experience? No, I don't think so. But I got on the Geelong newspaper, which is, yeah, the place where it happened. Yeah. Um, So I got on that. There wasn't like a picture or anything, but there, there was text saying, James, a 13-year-old, got to play with the killers. Yeah. But yeah, no no one else. But uh, there were a lot of YouTube videos and Instagram posts about it. And I was... So on the way back from the, because there was still an hour drive, we were just like refreshing the page over and over. We're like, come on, come on, please, please. <laughs> it's got to be something. So uh, do you have any aspirations to be in a band or, or keep drumming or anything like that going forward? Uh, yeah, of course I do. Um, I'm in, I'm in a few bands at school. Most of them are jazz related, but um, I'm in two rock bands made by friends, and they're pretty fun to play in. But yeah, I I think I I will keep on drumming for a long time. Definitely think you should. When uh, when me and Jimmy were thirteen, uh, we were talking about TLC. At the- <laughs> You have middle school, and we had no inspir- aspirations or, or skills like you have. So, I think you should uh, pursue that and, and keep on that. Yeah, and even when we were your age, we were, you know, that's about the time when when Brandon lived in Nephi, where we grew up, and we had no idea that he had any musical talent. And so, I think you got you got a pretty good head start. <laughs> yeah. What was has been your big takeaway? What what have been the lasting memories, or what do you think has has stuck with you the most from your experience? It was definitely that last part of the song where I had like that big rock star finish at the end, like the that was so fun to do, and they were giving me like the cues, like all right, yeah. So that was that is def- definitely gonna last with me a long time. Yeah, you can de- you can definitely tell that over the years they've had, you know, even on this tour they had some people who who got up there and didn't know what they were doing. And so you, you can tell that Brandon gets a little bit nervous to invite somebody up. And, you yeah. know, he always ask those questions. Where are you from? Do you know, do you know how to play? And so when you see somebody like you get up there and absolutely perform amazing, it's, it's, it's hopefully it'll be something that they, they continue to do because there've been a lot of uh, fun memories and experiences that, that I think adds to the concert, just, you know, besides the band just up there playing the whole time, but to have somebody, I mean, the crowd really gets behind somebody, that's just like them just in the crowd that gets pulled up there and kind of yeah. represents everyone that's that's at the concert. So I think that's the way we felt about when, when Alec got up there in, in Salt Lake. You know, it's just it's a pretty cool part thing that you don't see a lot of other bands do. Yeah, I, I do want to say something. Um, It was that uh, with like the things where people sort of didn't do the best. My mom uh, had no clue that I was going to go up and. Well, actually, in fact, none of my family was at the concert. It was just me. So it was just me and my friends. But the second I got back, my mom was like, oh, my God, you played with them. And then the next day I showed them the video of um the one that mucked up. I'm not going to say who, but yeah. Um, <laughs> they And she was like, oh, thank God you didn't. Thanks. Thank God you didn't show me that <laughs> before because I would have. Oh, you are not going up there if you showed me that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's some some advice you might have for somebody watching this that wants to wants to try it next time the killers come to their town? Make a good sign and don't focus on the crowd. <laughs> That's probably good advice. Twenty thousand people 
would freeze me in my shoes. So <laughs> uh, a little long to try to remember what I'd been practicing and to only be practicing for a couple of weeks is uh, that's pretty amazing, really. Yeah. Well, anything else you wanted to share about about your experience or? Oh, yeah. So when walking off, the security guard was about to make me walk out and then back. But then I think someone from the stage crew was being really nice. He walked up to me and he said, hold on, let me let me get some guitar picks for you. It was like the Killers brand guitar picks. Yeah. But I'm not a guitarist, so I was like, oh, yay, little pieces of plastic. But still, they're very cool. Yeah. Um, my dad, My dad keeps them because he's a guitarist. Oh, cool. So, yeah, they're very cool. <laughs> Do you have any, any other concerts you're looking forward to going to, uh, upcoming or anything like that? Um, uh, I don't think there's any upcoming concerts that I plan on going to, but I'm I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the Black Keys to come back because they're my childhood. And I do want to see Green Day in person. So that would be very cool. <laughs> So uh, I was super glad when your dad reached out about having us interview you. And when I clicked on his profile and saw his website, it looks like he's he's got quite the history of of going to concerts and much more. Oh, than yeah. that. From what I can tell, he's a concert photographer. And I guess that's how one of the reasons that you've been to so many shows. And yeah, because he, he will normally it's normally the routine. He will go to a to a band's concert. Uh, take their photos, see if they're like, oh yeah, my child would like this, and then he brings me along to the same concert a few days later, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, I love that band. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, I don't think I went to my first concert till I was sixteen. So, you've already, you probably, you might have even been to more than I have in my lifetime. And you're, I, I thought, I thought the whole like this is definitely on another level of like fame i guess but when i was in probably would have been nine i'd say i went to uh groove in the moo which is a festival in adelaide and i was i was very young so i wanted to protect my hearing and i had these big blue like earmuff um things and everyone was like oh my god he's so young why what's he doing here so and now i was like going on my dad's shoulders and um it was all like everybody was just coming up saying oh how old is he he's so young and i was like oh i guess i'm i'm famous now but this is on another level <laughs> so uh what are some of your favorite killer songs or albums then i actually mentioned this to uh, a comment saying that they hadn't they were going to start listening to the killers, but I, I recommended them uh, "My Own Soul's Warning" because that's a very <laughs> I love that song when it opens concerts, and I also like uh, "Runaways." I think that's all. Yeah, I, I like. Obviously, I like "Mr. Brightside" because that's first song I listen to, and uh, yeah, that's about it. I'd say. So uh, when I started, I introduced you by the names Brandon called you. Did I think it was before you went up that he called you the golden boy? Yeah, he did. He said, uh, no, I think he said the golden child. Oh, the on... golden child. Yeah, he said the golden child. And I, was... I didn't hear him saying that because I was down the side. But after looking at the recording, I was smiling after that. And then he said King James in like the middle, I think. Or was that the... at the end? At the end, he did. And then... Uh... 
I only got this video sent to me later because I still hadn't hear I didn't hear him. But um, in the next song, I think it was Dustland Fairy Tale. He um, he said he like stopped the song at the start and said, "I'm still thinking about James." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, <laughs> that's cool." Yeah, that's good to make a, a lasting impression in a positive way. Yeah, what happened uh, with your social media afterward? Uh, yeah, it was after it was like Instagram posts going on. Uh, there were a few. There was this one TikTok. I'm pretty sure that has two million views or something, <laughs> which is crazy. My own YouTube video got seven thousand views at the moment, and I think I've topped some of the other drummers on views. <laughs> so I'll take that and. Yeah, there were so many comments that that I had to read. It was like massive ego boost. <laughs> <laughs> Did your friends or family have to bring you back back down to earth with all that ego boost? Yeah, you... definitely. Because <laughs> this happened probably a few days after the concert, but I I went to go help out with my primary school's rock band that my dad runs and. I had the job of playing tambourine, so that brought me down to earth a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely humble you a little bit, but I, I think, uh, I think you got a bright future. So yeah, keep that ego in check. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna remind you we knew you win. Oh yeah, I'll make sure I'll credit you in my uh, world tour. <laughs> we we can't play drums, but we'll take a backstage pass or something. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and making time for us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope you get a, a great reception at school in two days from <laughs> everybody. Hopefully they've had a chance to hear about. What what was the date? Oh, I guess we didn't talk about that. What what day did it happen? Was it in December? Uh, it was the 10th of December. Been over a month. Hopefully, hopefully you can still ride some of that fame when you get back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm James, and that's another episode down, and this is Lonely Town. <laughs>